Welcome to the Remembering Ethan podcast. I'm Chris Tafoya. My guest today is Randy Cavanaugh. Randy is a guitarist, a vocalist, a carpenter, a nurse, and an all-around good person. Randy and I have known each other for a lot of years. We used to perform together. I met him shortly after moving to Phoenix, put out an ad, and he answered it. We became best friends, and we knew each other before we met Ethan. We actually met him together. So we have some common memories of Ethan, um, but Randy did spend some time alone with Ethan. They did their own thing for a little while and performed together. So I'm curious to pick his brain about his experiences and his thoughts on Ethan. The main reason I was looking forward to talking to Randy is because I want to hear his thoughts about Ethan, but also because he's a fun guy to talk to. We get each other's personality and uh, sense of humor, and so we always have a lot of fun when we talk. So here's my conversation with Randy. I hope you enjoy it. Randy Cavanaugh, how you doing, brother? Hey, Paso. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me, man. Yeah. Um, what, what were you about to say? Oh, does this, when people watch this podcast, does it show the people on there too? No, I only do the audio. Oh, okay. That's cool. I was just curious. I thought my, my eyeliner's a little off today. <laughs> I think you look very beautiful, man. <laughs> Ooh, gritty, gritty, goo. <laughs> you know, I considered doing the video thing at the beginning, but I know myself and I'd end up spending hours editing the video and yeah. then I'd want to put in clips and, you know. I just don't have the time for all that. But um, yeah, man, but I was, dude, I've been excited to talk to you. If you remember when I first started this, I was trying to get you to be the first one on here. I know. One of the reasons that I was really excited to talk to you is because you and I met Ethan together pretty much around the same time. I mean, I'll, I'll be curious to hear your story about it, but we knew him for the same amount of time, you know, and you and I played together for so many years and we were together like all the time, every weekend and had a lot of common experiences together with Ethan, but I know that you did some jamming with them on your own. So I'm excited to get into that stuff. Yeah. I was um trying to think, like, I can't really pinpoint the exact time of meeting him. I'm sure it was through when, when you were hanging out with, you know, um, Alan Chadwick and those cats and right. kind of just blended right into the social circle deal, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll jog your memory here a little bit, but before we get too deep into Ethan, um, just for people who might not know who the mighty Randy Cavanaugh is, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about the instrument you play, um, what you're up to musically nowadays, and what kind of projects you've been in in your, in your life? Well, um, I've been practicing the bagpipes quite a bit lately. <laughs> this is good. Um, oh, I'm just a good guitar player. I'm pretty lucky to be um, playing um, eh, about twice a week yet. It kind of can pick and choose when I want to play now, which is nice. Um, we just play weddings and and um, just, you know, bar gigs and stuff like that. It's People around here really appreciate music. It's a lot of time. It's the same group of 20, 20 to 30 people. And it's just a good camaraderie thing. And it's, um, uh, yeah, 
It's fun. I'm Where are you living nowadays? Northwest Ohio. So a lot of people knew you back in Phoenix, you know, uh, you were a carpenter back then, worked for that stair company for a lot of years, and you did a lot of handyman work and stuff like that. So what are you up to nowadays with your career? You still doing that stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, um, but I went to school for nursing, got my registered nursing deal. I um, been doing that for about five years here and just not too keen about it. I um I just miss working with my hands and I feel like you do more charting than you do actually caring for the human being. It's all about money and I'm not too much into that. So kind of bow on out of that. I'll do it enough to keep my license intact, but I um building a, a decent sized shop in our backyard and we got um, a little bit of acreage and and um, we we're just um I'm happy to be I'm gonna kind of I'm building my dream shop really I'm feel very fortunate I'm getting a bunch of really nice tooling and um, I'll be able to basically take some raw raw tree trunks and make wood out of it if I really if I want to you know so wow. it's gonna it's kind of it's gonna be fun man I <clears throat> people around here appreciate that stuff too you know yeah, that's awesome. Really. Luckily, there ain't an IKEA within two hours. So, <laughs> well, your the stuff you're gonna make is gonna be way better than IKEA, I'm sure. Well, you know, robustness wise, yeah. Um, IKEA's got some nice looking stuff. It just doesn't last very long. Right. Well, it's priced. It's priced to last just the right amount of time, I think. And so, what kind of style of music uh, do you play, or have you played, or? What kind of bands and projects have you done over the years? Well, um, heck with you. We did the acoustic everything gig, you know, basically converted any song you could possibly think of into acoustic and it was still cool. What what, what were some of the songs we did that um, we switched to acoustic that you wouldn't expect? I know, there was well, like, I know we did Lowrider that one time from War. Well, I would think a lot of the... Um, Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and all that kind of stuff that you forteed on was pretty killer because people just didn't expect it, you know? Yeah, that, a couple and, of acoustic guys playing hip-hop, yeah. Yeah, and you can get pretty percussive with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. You know what my favorite one was we did? That, <clears throat> that ludicrous tune. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got hoes. Let's harmonize. I got home. Miss <laughs> <laughs> huh. Janet. Yeah, man. So what what kind of what kind of bands and projects have you played in over the years? Because you've done a lot of playing since you and I stopped playing, you know. Oh, you know how the country thing is so popular. So we do a lot of the newer country. I call it bro country, <laughs> you know. Um and uh you know, just uh I don't know. I mean, anything and everything, really. Okay. We, um, try to do some. Um, um, I do like some Stevie Wonder stuff, and um, and I don't know. Yeah, just country and dance stuff, and whatever people want to hear, really. You know. Well, I know you and I listened to a lot of uh, um, same music growing up. A lot of different music too, but you know, we're you know cut from like appetite for destruction and oh yeah you know those those guitar driven 
crazy lead singer bands, you know, and then, um, you know, one thing that I was always real impressed with you, um, performing with you, because I hadn't had any experience with that was, but was by harmonizing. And, um, you know, I also know that you knew a lot of barbershop quartet and uh, like folky country stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first met, I know that was something that you were really into, but where was it that you learned to harmonize like that? Oh, my pops, man. My my mom and dad sang and harmonized together when I was a little kid. Um, and I remember dad, I kind of got very lucky and just, you know, when you've grown up listening to someone else doing it by the age of two and three, you kind of pick up on the fifth and seventh and so forth. And um, I remember dad saying, okay, you're going to do this part. And if you do it right, I'll get, go up town and get you a candy bar. <laughs> You know, oh, that's cool. You know, or ice cream or whatever. And then I knew how to do it. Not bragative, it just was kind of natural, you know. And and then I would just get so shy. And um, when he'd want me to do it in front of his friends, I would just bottle up and just sit there and stare at him like that blank yeah. little kid stare, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but he used to get so disappointed. God damn, Randy, you know how to do this. Why don't Why won't you sing with me? I just feel stupid, Dad. <laughs> well, you look stupid not doing it. <laughs> that reminds me of that. Remember that cartoon where that guy finds that singing frog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, my baby. Hello, my Valentine. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was good, man. That was. That's back when the cartoons were funny. Does, did you ever show Caden any of those cartoons? Yeah, I'll put on those Looney Tunes sometimes. Does he like them? They like them, yeah. Caden and Noah both will sit and watch them. They know Bugs Bunny and all that, yeah. Oh, good, good. Or um, Noah likes to go, you're ridiculous. <laughs> he says that all the time. But I don't, know, I don't know if that one with the singing frog has popped up yet. You know, there's so many of those cartoons. Oh, yeah. They won't show, like, the Speedy Gonzalez or none of those late anymore now because that's, you know, offensive or whatever now. Now, oh, boy. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I show them those old ones. I show them, like, uh, the old Scooby-Doo's and the Jetsons and, you know, the ones that we were watching growing up. And they are, those, those cartoons are timeless, man. I even showed them uh, Abbott and Costello a little bit. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those guys? No, I actually don't. Abba <laughs> 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 I, I, Costello, I'll have to check it out, man. They're, they're like, a, they were a comedy duo from back in the like late 40s, early 50s, and they were on TV and they used to play reruns of them. And my stepdad, Rick, would watch them when he was a kid. So he would show them to me and they were real funny. They were kind of like uh, the Three Stooges, like in that vein of comedy. Uh, you know, I've probably seen it. I just don't know. Right, right. You remember that? Uh, they have a real famous thing. They go, who's on first? No, what's on first? No, who's on? Do you remember that little comment? Uh, nah, don't worry about it, dude. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I show them those old cartoons. So um, you and I joke around so much, we get off topic a little bit. So you used to sit around with your parents and harmonize, and that's where you got that from. Yep, yep. And yeah. it's just, um, yeah. And it was fun. I mean, we'd go, dad took us on, well, my brothers were both, you know, I was 13 years younger than my um, next brother, my brother, Tom, and um, they were both moved out. So we, it'd be my, my dad and my mom and I, 
and we would um, go on vacations and just drive like crazy. Like we would go to Wyoming and go to Montana and, and just go, you know? And, and so while we're driving, dad and I would just sing and harmonize together. Like, you know, show me the way to go home. I'm tired and I want to go to bed. I had a couple of drinks just an hour ago and it went straight to my head <laughs> or whatever, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just, I, I thought it was fun because it, you, you know, hit different parts. You have to stay on your track, you know, or else you start getting off just like I did there. <laughs> well, I was always so impressed by your harmonies, dude. And, you know, it was awesome for me because all I would do is sing the lead part. And the next thing I knew, there was this beautiful sound coming out, you know, and that was you jumping on doing harmonies. I remember the first couple of times you did it. And I just thought, man, I'm lucky to jam with this guy. And then with your guitar skills, you know, I remember I used to just look at you and give you a wink and then you start playing a solo. You're just I know so I probably, I probably you. should have charged you a lot more. <laughs> yeah, man. You could have, you know, like and then you could have put that wah pedal on your acoustic and make everyone's get everyone's attention. You, you know, well, lot, you deserve really a lot crazy. more. It's really crazy how good a wah does sound on acoustic. Not many people do it. And it sounds pretty I think it's because such a pure signal there ain't no distortion or anything clouding it up you know mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah. i've got lots of recordings of us with you on that thing man and it and even when you're listening to the music you know you hear that everyone in the bar i remember would just turn around and be like what's that you know that's why <laughs> that ludicrous song was so fun because you'd throw the wall on that little so, you know, before we get into Ethan and how you met him and stuff, I think um, the, the the order of things was that I met Alan Chadwick, right? And then I met you shortly after that. And then Alan introduced me to Ethan. And then that's how you ended up kind of meeting Ethan, you know, through that little circle. Um, but do you remember how you and I met out there in Phoenix? It was through a New Times ad. Yes, sir. What was, was your recollection of that situation? Well, I was... Um... I was, you know, just trying to find people to jam with, and you were literally, literally, probably the thirty-fifth to fortieth person I jammed with out there, like trying to find people who were just comprehend basic, you know, being able to play decent. And you were good, you know, and um, and um, you knew how to stay on track and play play things correctly. And I was like holy crap, finally found someone to jam with. I think we both were kind of like, well, yeah, let's just see what happens. And it just right. kind of loaded off from there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then I remember, dude, the first night that she called me, I was sitting in my apartment. And then, hello, you go, yeah, I'm calling you about this ad you put, you know, like what kind of style you do, what do you do, and this and that. I got to talking to you, and like you seem pretty cool. And then you go, well, you know, um, man, I've wasted a lot of gas money and time on people, and uh, – <laughs> uh, actually before you and i do any jamming uh would you mind putting the phone down and playing me a little bit of what you know <laughs> <laughs> i totally remember that too <laughs> and i was like uh yeah cool man you know i was i'm i was always up for playing guitar for anyone who was willing to listen to me you know so i set it down and i played your body and soul yes i remember that man and then uh you know i decided to do a song i wrote and then i picked up the phone and you go man i bet you get a lot of chicks with that song <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I completely remember that dude <laughs> i remember thinking oh that's a swoony tune brother <laughs> and then the rest as they say is history man you and i um i, I remember we didn't really jam together a lot at first uh, but we found each other again through some other friends through uh, ryan blazer ryan blazer uh reconnected yeah. us yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah he saw you out playing somewhere and then he used to watch me play and then he called me up. He goes, man, Ryan saw it before we did. Cause you and I jammed a couple times together and then you were kind of doing your own thing and I was off doing my own thing. And Ryan, he told me one day, he says, man, you and that Randy guy, you got a good sound together. And I was like, really? I go, yeah, yeah he's a cool guy and stuff. I go, but we're kind of like different styles. Like I was a little more on the heavier side. You were a little more like on the folk folksy kind of side, you know? Mm -hmm. and then he goes um oh man you and him have something dude he goes you need to jam with that guy again and i was like all right and i think he called oh. me and and was like hey are you open the jam with chris that one guy you met now how the heck did we meet because he knew of you and i i kind of forget that whole thing like you know but hope he's doing good have you ever talked to him lately yeah 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 we did a zoom thing uh Oh, good. maybe about a year and a half ago and uh, he's doing real well really well now he has a business where he goes into homes and he helps them um like like you know you hear about people who get sick because there's mold in their house or whatever okay yep well he'll actually go in someone's home and he does all these tests to configure if there's any moldy air or if the air quality is good in their home and this kind of thing that's great <laughs> And especially for people who have like respiratory issues and stuff like yep. that. Yeah. And uh, he's built a pretty good little, but he was always so industrious, man. Remember he's that so guy? industrious. Always yeah. had a business and he had that audio business for so many years. You know what? I'm sure you can edit all this, so it's okay if I talk, right? Whatever. Yeah, of course, dude. Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, it always, it blew my mind when he told me, cause I asked him, I go, how did you learn to just be naturally good at making money he goes you know what i don't know but when i was younger my dad bought me a bag of reese's pieces and i remember it being like let's just say three bucks and he goes and i and i had like you know 16 of them or whatever and i sold each one for 50 cents a piece or something and he goes i he goes right then the light bulb went off for me <laughs> and he said he was like in third or fourth grade it's like dang dude wow yeah i mean he, he's always good at that but yeah he's doing well he's got a pretty wife pretty kids and everything he's good man good. so yeah man you know uh once you and i reconnected i mean it was just awesome and i had lots of good years jamming with you randy and you and i reminisce all the time and dude we stayed busy yeah we were yeah dude there was never a lack of gigs for us you know we um we always had uh good gigs and you remember that year that they asked us to do new year's eve and we were scratching our heads like what that those gringos like you want an acoustic on new year's and all right and we were all nervous we didn't know what it was going to be like and remember it was awesome yeah <laughs> it was crazy it was fun we had that whole place rocking, dude. Just two acoustic guitars. I couldn't believe yeah. it. Suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> but um, all right, man. So yeah, so you and I are jamming. We're back in Phoenix, early 2000s. And then do you have any recollection of how Ethan kind of popped into your life at that point? 
You know, just through you guys, I kind of brainstormed about that today mm -hmm. um, a lot. And I was like, I don't, I think I remember watching him play. And you remember how he used to pl pluck a string and act like he was throwing it? Yeah. <laughs> remember that? I remember seeing him do that. And I was like, dude, he's good, man, you know? And just as you get more, you get to know him and jam with him. It's like, holy crap, the guy's like really damn good, you know? Different levels of, you know, musicians. I'm just, you know, bar dude and so forth of it. He's, yeah, he was something else. He was pretty killer. Well, and that was, and that was part of his talent too, man, is it didn't matter if you were just like a three chord cowboy chord bar jammer or, you know, like a real yeah. sophisticated performer like Bill Dutcher or Jay Poole or, you know, you could be, a virtuoso on your instrument or you could just be barely learning how to play and ethan would elevate whoever he was jamming with would you agree with yeah that? yep I, I like that point i've noticed that was a common thread throughout your um podcasts here is he always el totally elevated every time you know just that's what music's about you know getting you know making everybody feel good that's huge you know right right and um it's easier said than done too you know because you would think you know music makes people feel good but there's also the performance aspect of it you know uh -huh. and then another thing a lot of people talk about is no matter if the gig had two people watching or a thousand people watching his energy level was the same you know he would get people into it no matter what it's even uh -huh. more fun, probably, if there were only two people in the audience. <laughs> you could... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you remember about those first times that you and I, when we started the Chris Tafoya band with Tony and Ethan and Chris Reedy, and those first couple uh, gigs at Sugar Daddy's, what, what was it about performing with Tony and Ethan in those early gigs for that, for that band we had that struck you about those guys or set them aside from other people that you had performed with? Oh, just like, just a different power of musicians, you know, they're, they're definitely have to stay, stay on your toes. And, you know, I think when you and I were playing, we were just kind of winging it a lot, you know, just having fun winging it with them. You'd have to, but bat down the hatches a little more, you know? Sure. Right. But even if you didn't, you were still comfortable because those guys could cover it, you know? Yeah. But I, you know, everyone has their own, they don't want to look dumb in front of somebody else either. So you try not to hit too many sour notes and all that. So, but they're just, um, plus those two, I think really melded together really well. You know, they were, <clears throat> there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, times when, the bass player and drummer kind of go hand in hand. And if, and if they are in a band together, they always make that band sound quite a bit better, you know? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I have nothing but sweet memories from that era, dude, when you and I were playing with Ethan and Tony and Chris Reedy every here and there. And um, yeah, I don't know if I'd ever performed with musicians at that level either, you know, and mm -hmm. I just, you know, another thing that I talk about a lot is that I, you know, I learned so much in that little era. I mean, I learned from everyone I jammed with. I learned a, a ton of stuff from you, playing with you all those years. Um, 
you know, timing and the harmony aspect of it and dynamics. And, you know, when I was playing with Ethan, I learned, you know, about timing, uh, showmanship. Remember how Ethan would always get on the microphone and say hi to people. And then I kind of stole that from him when you and I would play. Remember, we would have our regulars at Dose and you and I got pretty good at yeah, Bruce or like whoever, oh, yeah. in, you know, remember we'd call out people all the time that we saw. And like I always those gringo, those gringo peeps were like family really after the first year, you know? Yeah, we got, we got real comfortable there and got um, real <laughs> close to all the work people that worked there and all the regulars there for sure. Yeah. But, you know, I took, I, I feel like I learned a lot from Ethan and I took things from him, you know, and one of the, another thing I took from him was, you know, orchestrating a band or letting a band know when a stop's coming or, you know. I've definitely stole some of that, you know, the, 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 the fist in the air and, and you know, like you're like pumping. just you know, certain hand thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like doing that hand pump thing, bringing your elbow mm -hmm. down put your fingers out two or three more times around then then hit and most of the drummers get that you know mm -hmm. <laughs> there are some young younger folks over this way that i played with and after the song he he didn't get quite get it i go i go and i told him i said hey you know when i put when i put two finger two fingers up or whatever and then put do my fist i mean go two more rounds and then end it whatever and he goes oh you know Mm -hmm. so yeah it's kind of neat how that energy spreads out and you learn off of people and that's what this life's all about you know so that's one of the things you took from ethan but were there any other things that you think about when you're performing that because i know for again you know after you and i had that gig at san felipe's and it was getting to be too much for me with me having to teach the next morning so ethan came over and took over my spot and then you and him were performing you know, um, during that time when it was just you and him performing acoustically, was there anything in that era that sticks out in your mind as not, I don't know, lessons, but like an influence maybe that Ethan had on you or stuff you took away for from him for your other um, performances that you did after that? Um, I think um, he was very encouraging on, um, I, I learned more songs to sing on my own um in that band and he was like you know said you know 85 to 90 percent of these people aren't going to realize if you make a mistake or not just flow through it and act like you didn't do anything you know mm -hmm. stuff like that um um everything's just kind of a um you don't realize things that you're learning and, and i guess i'm not thinking you know I would say, I don't know, there's a ton, there's so much that you learn from people in micro steps that you can't really place your finger on it, but you know, they're there, you know? Right. Sure. And I bet, I bet after this conversation, when you're playing in the future, you're going to be like, Oh, this is something. Yeah. Or, yeah. This, I remember sure. this from Ethan or yeah, but I think you've done a good job of, of covering it basically, man. You know, like another thing with Ethan that people mention is his fearlessness to play a tune that he may not know, but he would just do it. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I could never, dude, I would never do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Heck yeah. Well, when you play in as many projects as he has, it's, um, 
you start realizing patterns to songs and where it's going to go and stuff like that, you know, and mm -hmm. he was a master at that doing that for sure. You know? Yeah, he was, man. So, okay. So then there's uh jamming with us all together in the Christofoya band. And then there was the duo that you had with Ethan at San Felipe's. And how, how long did you perform with Ethan during that little stretch of time? I feel like it was around a year. About a year or so? Okay, a well, that's a lot of gigs in a year to play with someone. Yeah, every, every was it Wednesday or Thursday? I think maybe Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I can't remember. It was either a Wednesday or a Thursday night. Yeah, I know it was a school night. That's why I ended up leaving it. But I remember he used to always kick his, he had that kick drum pedal that he attached to the tambourine. Yeah. And I was always keeping that downbeat. Man, dude, I've talked about this in so many other episodes. Like, I was fascinated with that um, tambourine pedal he had. Um, yeah. And I remember going to watch you guys play at San Felipe's one time. And I think you even had Jeff Joust playing percussion with you there for a little oh, bit. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think Jeff was there. Um, and um, I couldn't focus on anything but Ethan's foot, you know. <laughs> That's not easy to do to have good timing like that, you know? Oh, yeah. He, it's a simple thing, but it's not an easy thing. You know? Oh, no. Heck no. Bass is a different animal, too, man. I am. Anytime I try to play bass, I sound like a, a, I man, sound like an octopus trying to play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I just I'm not good at bass. I'd have to sit down a good couple months to start feeling that. It's a sure. different animal for me. Yeah. Okay, so you had the San Felipe's gig with Ethan, and then you did the Christofoya band thing with Ethan. Were there any other one-offs or side projects or anything else through the years that you performed with Ethan? Thank. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I don't recall offhand. No, no. Okay. But you guys, I mean, from the time you met him, um, you guys remained friends over the years. You know, with. Oh, okay. uh, what did that friendship consist of? Was it text messages? Would you all run into each other? Would you uh, get together with them? Well, I th I'm not sure if anyone else has mentioned this, but you and I, or we've talked about how he is a more hands-on guy. He, I don't think he really liked talking on the phone much. Didn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's, when you'd see him at the gigs, he'd make it a point to come and talk with you for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I... Um, uh, I guess I can mention this. I mean, it was it kind of it was kind of uh, felt pretty privileged that about a uh, probably a year into when my wife and I bought this house, I was remodeling and just I was working, you know, nine hours a day and then going and re, and re, to the house and remodeling another on a sky like seven or eight. Again, about three hours of sleep a day for 11 months straight. I'd have some days where I'd just die and, you know, get a good 12 hours sleep in. But anyways, he texted me out of nowhere. And he was like, hey, dude, how you doing? He goes, I've been, he said that he was ha he had a couple of dreams with he and I in it. And one of the dream dreams was that um, he said we were trying to get our shoes on because we were late for a gig and we were just laughing so hard that we couldn't get our shoes on 
<laughs> and I'm like, that's so odd. Like out of nowhere, he texts me because I hadn't talked to him probably in good five, six, eight months, you know? Yeah. Maybe even more. I don't know. So I looked like a total transient because I was all free, all dirty and stuff from, from doing drywall work. Yeah. And, um, and so I, I took a video of myself and I, 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 I was looking at the camera real strange. And then I panned the, pan the camera down, down my legs. And I had my shit purposely, purposely. I took my shoes and put them like all cattywampus on my, on my feet. And, um, he texted me back and he said, dude, I honest God just totally la laughed my butt off. I needed that or something. So that felt pretty cool. But yeah, I was, I was, um, trying to think as one of the, like probably, you know, one of the last times I talked to him or whatever, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. That that's, that's actually a question that I had. So that text that where you guys were going back and forth and he was telling you about the dreams he had with you in them, that was one of the last times you guys communicated. Yeah. 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 And I'm about, just trying to think about, what, about how long ago was that? Um, I, um, like before he passed away, I mean, um, I would say it is about three to four months before he passed. Okay. So you, you guys were going back and forth on text a little bit before he passed. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, Sorry, I kind of pulled her off topic there. No, that's okay, dude. No, man, I love love hearing those those stories and any memories or thoughts that pop up, Randy. Just let them go, man. Yeah. You know, and I know you very well, you know, and I know that sometimes your 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 brain kind of shoots around in different directions. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, these days I proudly accept having ADD because because yeah, it's not the best for scholastic stuff. But man, I can think of a lot of stuff that most people can't, you know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, I don't know if anybody else mentioned this or not, but um, I, I got a list of stuff I wanted to talk about, about Ethan. One was, I always admired how strong he was physically. Do you remember how he would come to a gig and he would have his, his gig, his guitar and gig bag across his back? And he would um, be holding another bag with his left hand and um, then pulling a cart with all his speakers and everything with the right hand. And basically, he'd bring the whole PA and everything in one swoop. He wouldn't even have to go back out to his car. <laughs> yeah. Now that you mention it, dude, I never thought much about it. But that was just kind of how he'd show up to gigs. He'd have all this stuff strapped on his back, holding everything and pulling a cart with his bass rig on it. Yeah. Yeah. He was a tree trunk, man. He was a strong dude. Yeah, you know, and, um, you know, him being strong reminds me of another story that you were kind of bringing up earlier uh, about him climb, climbing up on some speakers or something like that. What was oh, that? so what, what was, was that? that? Was it Jersey's or no, it wasn't? No, it was, on, it was right there on that Scottsdale strip of bars that was across from scottsdale dos gringos and there was that sports bar yeah and for the life of me i can't it could have been jerseys or something I like that i think it's but... called jerseys it's called something else yeah. but anyways um, um there was an i-beam you know part of the structure of the place i-beam was like 11 11 inches wide and he he placed his feet he he took the guitar and slung it across his back and he placed his feet on the 
outer flange of the I-beam and he grabbed the one, the flange closest to him and he shimmied up the I-beam about 15 feet in the air. And then, and then with, and then, and then he held on to himself up there and he grabbed the guitar and he was smacking the bass with his, like, you know, an open E string, whatever, with his right hand. And everybody's like, holy crap, it was crazy, man. <laughs> I remember yeah. that night, man. You and I were in the audience. Yeah. And he climbed way up high up there. <laughs> yeah. Man. And that, the, he was strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a broad, broad chested, broad shouldered dude, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you don't think of it because he's such a sweetheart. You don't. Such a, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was such a sweetheart. Now, did you did you ever see Ethan square up against someone or look like hostile or look like he was going to get into it with someone? Did you ever notice anything like that? No, no, don't think so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, just how kind he was and stuff. And through the course of this, you know, this podcast with all these people I'm talking to, I've tried to think before. You know, did I ever see Ethan like get hostile or lose his ang his temper or get angry or anything like that? You know, and yeah. I mean, off the stage, there were a couple times where, you know, I saw his mood get altered a little bit. But I mean, when it came to like, you know, performing or just daily hanging out, you know, when it wasn't like three o'clock in the morning after gigs or whatever, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, man. I don't ever remember him losing patience at a gig or being rude to anybody at a gig or anything like that. Nope. <laughs> you know, one of the things I appreciated about Ethan, man, is he would turn me on to so many good uh, bands and other things, you know, like books and movies and stuff like that. But did you, did Ethan ever like turn you on to any cool music or uh, show you something new? Oh yeah. I mean, I can't, think of what right now um uh -huh. let me um uh you don't have to tell yeah. me something specifically like the name of the band but um yeah. what was it like in those situations where he'd show you something cool like how would it go down oh i i would say you know sometimes when we were doing the san felipe thing we'd go back to his house and just watch like a zeitgeist or some crazy okay. <laughs> movie that you just sit there and afterwards you he 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 look at you and he'd and he'd be like like uh-huh <laughs> what do you think about that or whatever you know yeah. <laughs> um uh trying to think um musically just uh yeah it's just crazy i think one thing that one night because i had a um a thought in my head and i told him about this it was the only time, you know, how he was just a plethora of information and mind-blowing facts, you know? Right. And um, I remember one time I said, hey, I go, did you ever wonder how major and minor chords were, are, have even, co like, come into existence? He goes, oh, man. Yeah. And they, you know, went off into a thing. And I go... I'm wondering, you know how like animals whimper and they go, hmm, hmm, hmm. They go from they they flat they they'll flat flatten their note. I go, I wonder, and that's and they're sad when they're whimpering or whatever. I wonder if that's how minor chords were thought of. Huh. 
I don't know. I just, and he looked at me and he goes, he goes, he goes like, well, that was pretty good, Kavanaugh, or something like that. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. He goes, that could be. But I thought it was kind of cool. I don't know. No, well, that's crazy when you think about it, dude. Like, who was the first guy who, or girl, who heard notes in a certain order and thought, oh, that's flatness that makes it sad Minor, that's know? sad or yeah or this this path of notes this particular path of notes is happy and this particular yeah. one is sad and this particular one is di discordant you know or whatever yeah yeah and <laughs> see and that that was what was so fun about hanging out with ethan too man right i mean you could talk about anything with that guy do you remember other cool conversations he had oh i know i know what i wanted to ask you you know, yeah. a lot of people have talked to me about his humor because he was known for making people laugh or having that infectious laugh that he had. oh god and it was so fun if you can make him laugh remember how good you feel you feel so cool oh you he had that big bellowous <laughs> you know? yeah dude that laugh he had was amazing um <laughs> can you remember some of the inside jokes or the stuff that you and you and he would josh around about oh geez uh, i don't know it was endless um yeah i mean i mean some of the stuff like we spoke about before wouldn't be the best to talk about right now <laughs> <laughs> well you know yeah we want to keep P pc for the most part but um let's see man i remember because you know some some of this stuff you know you and i performed with them a bunch you know we we used to play with them all together and i just remember him making us laugh in the band Remember he'd look over you at you with those blue eyes and his dimples and he'd do something to just crack you up or yeah. get you refocused or whatever. And <laughs> or I remember uh someone was telling me that he was standing behind me impersonating me. <laughs> <laughs> we were first jamming together, you know, and I and I turn around and he'd like go right back to normal, like nothing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> But um, man, his sense of humor, right? So funny, dude. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's never ending. It's we all we all have fun with each other. You know what I mean? It's yeah, it's good. Yeah, dude, those were good times, man. Yeah. But uh, Ethan was just a catalyst for that stuff, you know. <clears throat> Did you ever do any of the stargazing stuff with him? Did he ever get you to do that? You know, um, a little bit. He showed me his um telescope one time that sounds kind of kinky huh <laughs> <laughs> i just kidding no he showed us his, uh, uh, he had a telescope that moved like um with as soon as he had dialed in it moved with whatever you're checking out and i and i seen i do believe um saturn maybe and the moons around it too and you could see the moons moving around it and that was pretty crazy that's wow. yeah he was very smart with that stuff man yeah pretty saturn was one of his favorite ones yeah he showed me that <clears throat> a couple times that was just mind-boggling right the stuff that he could zero in on and show you yeah yeah he um he he, he had his history degree was it right yeah, from ASU. Okay. That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah man, it's smart cookie, man. Like, like I was just so intelligent. What did you notice about the way he treated people whenever we were all hanging out or when you did your gigs at San Felipe's? 
whether he knew the people or not. Of, of course, you know, you just make everybody feel like a million bucks. It's, it's, um, it's, it's kind of, I think you, you and I have talked about the yin and yang of this. Like you and I would always be like, um, Hey, how's it going? Hey, blah, 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 you know? And then when we, on our drive home, we're just all quiet and kind of like fried from exuding so much positive energy out there that there's got to be a yin and yang to everything, you know? Sure. Um, I often wondered with him, like, um, I've never witnessed him sad or anything. So like, I often wondered, like, you know, when he goes home, Maybe his meditation was the astrology thing and all that, you know? Yeah, and that might be how he, like, depressed or yeah, recharges batteries or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, man. I mean, the guy gigged like a monster. Remember that? I mean, he'd have, like, two, three gigs a day every day. Yeah. <laughs> Weekends especially. Yeah, man. I used to try to take him on trips, you know, like, Tony King and I went one time to go see NASCAR in Vegas and I just I wanted him to come with us so bad because I just wanted to have Ethan and Tony to myself in my truck for that drive you know I could oh yeah Tony went with you Tony yeah Tony and I went we went on a couple little trips together dude yeah Mm -hmm. but I would always try to get Ethan to go and he'd be like oh man I I I got I just can't do it you know I tried to bring him up here to to Michigan, you know, when we first built the house, I tried to fly him up here to spend time with us, but he just couldn't do it, you know. And he he could get like three or four days off, but not like a week or two, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> Which he would every once in a while, but I think I think those last few years that he was performing, that being his only career and all, you know, he had to play or else he wasn't getting the rent money, you know. Well, he made plenty of money he just enjoyed it so much that he just did it as much as he could you know yeah that's true man you know if you came across someone who never knew ethan and was curious about him how would you describe ethan to someone who didn't know him uh probably like the smartest most fun fun person you'll ever meet (laughs) (laughs) yeah What, what, what was it about him that made him so fun dude what do you think it was I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I think about his mom and dad. Like his dad seemed pretty ornery, and his mom is very smart. So he's got the best of both those worlds, you know. Did you ever get to meet his mom? Uh, a little bit. Was she a teacher? She was. Yeah, first grade. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, but you can just tell she's very calm and collected, and 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 so he's got both those worlds working for him, you know. Sure his dad is a go-getter hard worker kind of wondering it seems like you know did you ever see him perform with brad the dad yeah yeah um i think ethan and i played up at kokomo joe's here and there too i forgot about that me always say brad the dad come on up and play whatever you know (laughs) i got to play with his dad too He's, he's a good dude yeah how about, uh, you know, like when you guys would do all those, because, you know, like when you perform with someone for lots of years, like you and I did, there were always times where like you do something that got onto other guys' nerves, no matter how much you loved each other, you know, 
Like you and I got on each other's nerves from time to time for the most part, not that much. I mean, we got along pretty well. We were real lucky in that way. Yeah. But we pissed each other off every here and there, you know? Oh, did you you ever experience anything like that with Ethan? Uh, I don't think, I mean, I remember um, there was a few times where if I absolutely didn't know the song, I'd have to kind of fake it and, you know, do a couple rounds, like, two bars whatever until i found out what pattern he's doing or whatever and yeah. um <clears throat> he'd always kind of or- ornery like in an ornery way say hey we're an f <laughs> or whatever you know <laughs> but i mean that was just me being self-conscious too it's like god dang it i'm trying you know <laughs> but nothing like yeah i mean i'm sure i mean just like you and i were, were talking if you jam with someone a ton you're gonna you're gonna i mean you can only eat ham and eggs every day for so long you're gonna find things you don't like about it you know yeah (laughs) all right but if you really like ham and eggs it makes it better i guess but yep yep (laughs) yeah man so you know my one of my favorite things with this and one of the things that got me started on this podcast was you and i talking is where i first got the idea for this podcast because you and i were talking and laughing about our memories with ethan you know uh do you have any ethan stories in general that you could share with us well um like i was telling you we after our san felipe's gig we used to um go over to his go back to his house hang out watch movies whatever and um and one time we went to Jack in the Box and I got myself a chicken sandwich. And, um, and oh, so anywho, um, Lucy, his dog, I don't know if he said this just to make me feel good, but he always told me, I'm not just saying this, but every time I would come to his house, Lucy would run in circles and run in circles and run in circles. And like, like she'd be like glued to me. And, um, and he goes, dude, she does she only acts that way for like one or two other people it's crazy well anywho one night um i got my chicken sandwich and um i I took the bun off i had it on my lap and i was putting some condiments on it and she just was she was on my left side and she darted right across right into my lap and snap snatched the patty just started mowing down on it (laughs) i grabbed i grabbed it real quick not hard but like what are you doing dog you know and um i started grabbing the patty out of her mouth and the dog kind of did a yip and then snarl and, and and ethan turns around real quick he goes what are you doing to my dog <laughs> and i go and lucy looks right at him and i'm looking right at him i go she's trying to eat my chicken sandwich he goes bah! okay no, Lucy. <laughs> and I grabbed that chicken sandwich out of that dog's mouth and I plopped it back on the bun and I still ate it. He still ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care. I was hungry. She got her, she got a good bite out of it, so she was good. <laughs> uh, big old floppy bunny ears. She almost looked like a cartoon, you know what? Yeah, dude. Oh, she was such a sweet she is such a sweetheart. And such is she a- still alive? She is. She lives with uh, uh, Kathleen now, Ethan's mom. Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, she's yeah, got, she's uh, getting some years under her belt, huh? Yeah, man. Yeah, hmm. she had the best dad ever. He oh yeah. So huh. love that dog so much, man. I remember. Oh yeah. 
So sweet to that dog. She was a lucky girl. Do you remember when Ethan uh, would tell stories? You remember any of that? Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. any of the stories he would tell? Huh? Do you remember any of the stories he would tell? See, I, it's just, it's all one big. Like, I hear you. A lot of times when people talk on your podcast, I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember him talking about that or whatever, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. A lot of people tell me that dude, like, you know, when you get, when you put on the spot like that, mem you know, mm -hmm. memories don't quite come to you. And then it may be tomorrow after you, you know, you wake up tomorrow, you think, Oh man, I should have told this or I should have told that, you know? Yeah. But I remember him telling the story uh, and you were with me where he went and jammed with this guy. He was all cracked out or on meth or something like that okay he was playing like punk music and trying to rap at the same time or whatever and, <laughs> and ethan would still jam with them anyway he didn't care you know and he'd come back with all these funny stories about this guy <laughs> <laughs> but he was so good at at recalling <clears throat> situations he had been in and it was so fun to watch him tell those stories man oh <laughs> uh, you can probably edit this out if you want or whatever but i remember him telling the story about alan chadwick didn't realize that the elevator doors opened up and they were all in the elevator and he lifted up his leg and just cranked out a big old fart. <laughs> they were at a really high end, like uh hotel. And when the doors opened, Alan didn't realize they opened, I don't think. And there was some like hoity toity people standing right there and he raised his leg up and went bonk. <laughs> <laughs> and the doors closed. And then he turned and like realized that the door, that the doors just closed. And, and, and I guess him and, Tony and everybody just freaking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if only if only to be a fly on the wall around those guys, you know, Alan and Ethan and Tony, oh, you know, and, and just or Mike Mercer when Mike yeah. Mercer was in the mix, you know, with Mike. Mike, Mike, man, he's living a good life. I love all his pictures and everything. That's beautiful out there. Oh, I know. It's awesome. Man. The places that he's been that he's seen in his life in person that we only see on postcards uh -huh. it's yeah it's beautiful dude i got a um i had uh, another story i popped in my head well i'm, yeah, man. I'm, looking, I'm looking at my list <laughs> yeah. no yeah look at your list let's let's share some of the thoughts and that you had written down man go for it's, it it's like it doesn't seem too funny but anywho um I had this pole that I um, just screwed one of those hooks that you get from like Home Depot. And um, I used to um, use it to reach into the back of my truck bed to pull my speakers to me. So I wouldn't have to climb up in the truck bed, you know? Yeah. And um, Ethan would always go, ah, me gaffing me speaker, you know, like gaffing a, a fish. And um, six months passed. I kept on telling him, dude, I'm going to free, I'm going to make you one of these. Cause he starts saying, man, I think it's pretty handy. I, he goes, I don't make one. I go, I'll make you one, man. I, and then I just keep on forgetting, keep on forgetting. And then, um, and then um, he'd always say, "Arr," you know? So yeah. anywho, um, I finally got around to making one. I snuck over to his truck and I measured his truck bed when he went, was bringing equipment in, wrote down the measurement and then went home and made him one. And then the next gig we played, I go, Ethan, come here. I got a surprise for you. He goes, Oh boy. He goes, what the heck is this going to be? You know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, um, I, on the side of the pole, I wrote R, R on it, you know, <laughs> and um, I pulled it out of my truck real quick and handed it to him. And <laughs> he looked at it and just proceeded to laugh 
for like literally three minutes. <laughs> his eyes bugging out of his head, and he, you know, his just kept on going, kept on going. And like the first 20 seconds, I'm like, what the heck, you know? And then I just started laughing too, because was, he was so funny that when he laughed, and we both just sat there and laughed. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it's just weird. It was crazy. It was cool, though. But he used that thing thereafter. And he was like, man, I use it all the time now. Thank you. <laughs> but, yeah, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's what a special memory, dude, that you got with uh -huh. him. That's so cool. What else you got there on your list? Uh, the next thing I have is um, <clears throat> we used to play jokes on each other um, after our gigs. You know, we'd go off and talk to people, whatever. <clears throat> and um, I took a um, piece of paper <laughs> and I wrote, I like to poop. <laughs> so freaking elementary and stupid. But I wrote, I like to poop. And I and I um, put it right on top of his base, the piece of paper, and I closed his case and, and latched it up and everything. So his next gig, the next day, that was the first thing he saw when he opened it up and it was like a friday and he was like playing a wedding or something and he opened it up and, and, and right there it says i like to poop <laughs> yeah. and he texts me and he goes dude you're too much man <laughs> that was kind of funny the last thing i have is what you and i were just talking about <clears throat> that one time he came to our gig and you can edit this if you want, but it's so dang cute. No, let's not edit it. Let's tell it, dude. Because okay, okay. cool. It's so great. anyway, he owed us a check because we filled in and played a gig for him. And so he was going, he hopped in real quick to hand us this check. And um and um as he was leaving, he 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 bent over and pulled his pants down and just mooned the hell out of us. <laughs> I remember that. He was like he did it in a way that the audience didn't see it. It was like right in front of us, you know? So yeah. <laughs> tell kind of what he did, but they couldn't see what we saw. And oh my gosh, it was freaking hilarious. Man. We had front row seats to that. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> and if you remember before he pulled his pants down on us, he was, he was jumping around like this. Remember he was like, hell yeah. He's doing like this Pied Piper dance or something. <laughs> <laughs> and he would always go, or something funny like that you know <laughs> oh ethan man but remember that was such a trip because you and i are sitting there playing whatever song we played for the millionth time whatever and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden there's ethan <laughs> <laughs> and after he'd leave he, he, i'd still feel the buzz of seeing him yeah heck yeah he just i mean oh, did you ever experience that with him that i mean like when he'd show up, it, you'd feel happier. Yep. Plus, just get, getting his approval on playing, you know, was huge for many of those guys, you know. Yeah. Whenever they would say, man, that sounded good or whatever, make it feel like a million bucks, man. So, can you imagine for me, Randy, when I brought him all those songs from Christofoya Band, you know, like I had shown you a couple, but I hadn't really. You know, I was shy to show him. It was the first batch of tunes I ever wrote, you know. And I wasn't even really looking to play them all. And he sat me down and was like, hey, man, 
you've got some real good potential here some nice little melodies and harmonies and um you got some cool tunes man you should keep writing and like let me hear another one you know and i'd play it and he'd be like yeah let's do that song and it just you know and i would just be like wow really oh cool man and it just gave me a bunch of confidence you know to yeah. play those tunes and show them to you guys a lot of that was ethan pulling those songs out of me good stuff man yeah dude he just he just had a way of doing that you know what what do you miss the most about ethan not being around anymore randy um i would say just um being able to throw a little text out once in a while and Hey buddy, hope you're doing good. And you know, he's at least throws something back at you or whatever, you know. Um, yeah. I feel like I um kind of when I moved back home, it kind of separates you from that life, you know. Even though you, you remember it, it's like darn it, it's you know, I got a different avenue I'm going now, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> that's true. Well, that's a that's an experience that I share with you, man. You know, I I mean, shit, I left all you guys in 2010. But anyway, dude. <laughs> yeah, I do miss that about him too, though, man. Just being able to text him or reminisce about stuff that we did back in the day or mm -hmm. hear about his life now or gigs that he was playing or things he was up to or whatever. You know, if um, if we had Ethan, if if you had one more day to spend with Ethan. You could spend one more day with Ethan. What do you think that day would look like? How would you spend your time with him? You had 24 hours with him again. Heck, I mean, of course, play a gig. Um, and man, I've always wanted to wanted to go um, kayaking with him. I just never got to, he asked me several times, but I just, I think at that time, a lot of those times I either had work or I was remodeling that one house or a couple houses we were doing out there or whatever. I just never had a chance to go do it. And I, I'd definitely take him up on that. Yeah. He'd always take Lucy along with him. Remember that dog poking yeah. his head out from that kayak? <laughs> yeah. yeah seen, there's a few, I think I have a couple pictures somewhere of him, you know, in the kayak, he's holding the oar and Lucy's sitting between his legs and her ears are flopping out everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> What about if you could maybe not spend a day with them, but if you if you could just like give them a message or say something to him and you knew for sure that he'd be able to hear it, what would you say to him if he could say one last thing to him? Just thank you for being you and showing me some tools in this life, you know? Just, yeah. he was always about, you know, um, uh, making you feel better about yourself and not yeah. be so critical of yourself you know right and even and even not necessarily about music right just about life oh, just life in general ah uh, don't worry about that dude you're doing fine whatever you know And uh, 
I would watch you continue to play like I know you played, was it called Zoom with Chris Reedy? Didn't you guys have a band? Uh, oh, crap. I forget what it was called. <laughs> I mean, Zoom, Zoom was... Um, uh, oh, Manny Reese and... Um, yeah, that's their original band. That's right, in. Zoom. That's that what I'm thinking of, that hip-hop rock band. Yeah, yeah, they were cool, man. I liked their yeah, stuff. They were good. Yeah. I felt really horrible, though, one time, Manny, because Manny used to jam. Oh, and then we had that band with Manny, the June yeah, Dogs. June Dogs. And yeah, yeah. Manny was playing with Zoom, but um, their guitar player couldn't make it. So Manny asked me if I'd play guitar with them. And I was like, yeah, sure. You know, and you and I were doing a bunch of gigs and I was real busy with work. And the truth is, I didn't I didn't really learn all the tunes correctly, dude. Oops. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> we had a gig at the at the sale in you remember the sale in oh yeah man that place wow i haven't thought of that place in a long time remember you and i used to play sale in out back in our stage they had out back we'd get up there yeah and the and the people from dose would come watch us Lindsay and kirsten and all them would come and mm -hmm. watch play there but um Anyways, we had this gig and they were promoting it. There are all these bands, you know. So we get up and the very first tune, I think it's a different, I'm playing a whole different tune than what the band is playing. <laughs> oh, crap. And I remember those guys were looking at me like, oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang it. And then I was so embarrassed and I felt so bad that it just set the tone for the rest of the gig. I was just yeah, darn. It's hard to pull out of stuff like that. Yeah, dude. And I just, I just did not do a good job that night. And they were just, you should have just, you should have just pooped in your hand and threw it, throw it at the audience. <laughs> right. <laughs> or just done something so cool. <laughs> But anyway, dude. <laughs> yeah, I do miss that about them too, though, man. Just being able to text them or reminisce about stuff that we did back in the day or mm -hmm. hear about his life now or gigs that he was playing or things he was up to or whatever. You know, if, um, if we had Ethan, if, if you had one more day to spend with Ethan, you could spend one more day with Ethan. What do you think that day would look like? How would you spend your time with him? You had 24 hours with him again heck i mean of course play a gig um and man i've always wanted to wanted to go um kayaking with him i just never got to he asked me several times but i just i think at that time a lot of those times i either had work or i was remodeling that one house or a couple houses we were doing out there or whatever i just never had a chance to go do it and I, i'd definitely take him up on that yeah he always take Lucy along with him. Remember that dog poking yeah. his head out from that kayak? <laughs> yeah. yeah There's a few. I think I have a couple pictures somewhere of him, you know, in the kayak. He's holding the oar and Lucy's sitting between his legs and her ears are flopping out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about if you could maybe not spend a day with him, but if you if you could just like give him a message or say something to him and you knew for sure that he'd be able to hear it. What would you say to him if you could say one last thing to him? Uh, just thank you for being you and showing me some tools in this life, you know? Yeah. Just 
he was always about, you know, um, uh, making you feel better about yourself and not yeah. be so critical of yourself, you know? Right. And even, and even not necessarily about music, right. Just about life. Oh, just life in general. Uh, don't worry about that, dude. You're doing fine or whatever, you know, any other thoughts or memories or anything else in your mind that you'd like to share? You know, I feel like we've pretty much covered them. I mean, yeah, man, we have, and you know, a lot of the, a lot of the stories and thoughts that you shared tonight make me remember a lot of stuff. I I know that when he climbed that I beam, I'm I mean I'm I know Todd was singing that night, and I bet you Tony was probably drumming. I imagine. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Alan, and Alan on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm positive it was Tate, probably right. It was Tate. Yeah. That, yeah. Was it yeah. Tate when that happened? That was crazy. Like. Yeah, that was freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, you know, and I remember I was, I was, my attention was turned away and I was, I had a, I had a drink in my hand and I was talking to someone else. And I remember you nudging me like, Hey, look at, look at Ethan. And I turned around and he's like way up on this beam. He was already like bigger than life, you know? Yep. yep. <laughs> shout, shout out to all the cats that we used to play with, man. Oh, you're shouting out to all those guys you jammed with. Hopefully they're listening and remembering yeah. with us in those times. Yeah, man. Let's name some of them. What kind of names can we throw out? I always out? Liked, it, liked it when Mike Hill and his sister came and played with us at um, Dos Gringos. What was her name again? Uh, Camille? Camille. She's cool. Tony. I always call him Soul King. And um, Chris Reedy. And um, I never understood there was any... I didn't understand that bongos could be that intricate. You know what I mean? But watching him with the way he'd press his hands on it and, and pop it and everything, it was like, wow, there is something to that. You know what I mean? It's pretty cool. Talented guy, man, for sure. Yeah. That one guy that he plays with that does all that finger tapping on that real wide necked guitar with like 50, 50 strings on it or whatever. Yeah. That dude's crazy good. Basically, he plays bass cleft with his left hand, I think, and then he finger taps with his right. Um, I, I'm always amazed at people who can do stuff like that, dude. But, all right, Randy, I love you, man. Thanks again for talking. And um, I'm sure you and I will talk soon because we talk all the time. But I really appreciate you taking the, the time to sit down and talk about Ethan with me tonight, man. Appreciate yeah, it. Right on, man. You have yourself a good one. You too. I always have a good time talking to Randy, and I appreciate him taking the time to be on the podcast. He really is an excellent guitarist. Uh, the guy can play anything you throw at him. He's a natural harmonizer. He can harmonize with anyone. Um, he's just a very talented and a beautiful guy. So thank you, Randy, for being on the show. Join me next week when I'll be speaking with Matt Tenner. Matt was always in the scene with us, and he ran sound over at Sugar Daddy's. When I first heard that he and Ethan had an acoustic duo together, I was surprised and impressed because I had no idea that Matt even played guitar. But we have a wonderful conversation, so I hope that you join us next week for that. I'd like to leave you today with a recording that I did in 2010 
um, at a place called Dos Gringos Trailer Park in Tempe, Arizona. And what was special about this show is it was uh, Randy and I's last show together as Chris and Randy. We've jammed a handful of times since then, but that was the end to um, that whole era uh, of us playing together. And when I was talking with Randy during, uh, you know, earlier in the conversation, I was telling him that my favorite song was Area Codes by Ludacris. Um, I know I have it recorded somewhere, but I just, I couldn't find it. But I did come across something else that was pretty cool. And um, I think I'd like to play it for the same reasons as Area Codes. It was a song people weren't expecting. And Randy uses his wah pedal on it and turns his guitar into a fun machine. So the song uh, I'm going to play for you tonight is called Whatever You Like by a rapper named T.I. And it was real popular around 2009. So uh, I hope you like it. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you soon. So when I drink, I get emotional. I got to tell you guys something. My buddy Randy and I, we've been playing here for like four and a half years. Every weekend, pretty much. They even wrote, they even drew a little cartoon for us a couple years back. That was a nice surprise, wasn't it, Randy? I get it. Yeah, I know you get it. You already told me you do. Even though I look a little more like Howie Mandel than myself, Randy looks like Randy. Tonight's actually my last show with my buddy Randy here, so it's a little emotional. That's how we're getting drunk so that we don't, uh... Come on, dude. All right. I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Dude, we'll spoon hey, later. Yeah, yeah, we'll spoon later on tonight. Like, meet me at my house like around one. No reach around this time, dude. All right, this next song goes out to Alicia. Thank you for asking for a song and saving us from ourselves because we're getting a little crazy. I'm going to miss you, too. I'm going to miss you, too. Don't make me cry.
Thank you for coming out to so many shows, Alicia. I agree.